Here we go. Okay, I don't know. It's not on my other phone, but we're just going to gamble here. Yeah, let's, let's, let's gamble. Let's get... All right, let's start with a little dance space, and then we kind of get back into it. Okay. As soon as I stop laughing a bit. <laughs> Best episode ever. Yeah, right, right. You are listening to the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast. With your host, Eric Logan, No Gimmicks Just Sweat is dedicated to hearing the journeys and unique stories behind an athlete's training and what drives them. Get inspired to own your life and make the impossible possible. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, please take a few seconds to rate the show and drop me a review. Now, let's get started with the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of No Gimmicks Just Sweat. And today we are welcoming Colleen Bartling. Is that how you pronounce your name, correct? That's right. That G, yeah. that silent G gets everybody. The silent G. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Eric? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right. As with every show, we kind of want to start with a warm up. And warming up with some icebreaker questions um, so I can get to know you a little bit better as well as the listeners. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Morning training or evening training? Oh, um, I'd like to say that I'm a morning person, but I'm going to go with evening. Uh, Hmm. I'm notorious for having that 10 o'clock spin sesh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cardio training or strength training? Um. I actually like strength training. Um, yes. Once I once I turned forty, I realized the benefit of all of that. So I'm going to go with strength training um, over cardio. Well, obviously cardio is important, but strength training for sure. <laughs> all right, run on the treadmill or run outside. Oh, I'm a treadmill girl. I uh, really. I, I know. I I think that's probably. Um, abnormal for your uh, guest. You yeah. are the second guest that has been treadmill. <laughs> you know what? I, I have three kids, and that is the only time that I can watch a movie. So I like treadmill. <laughs> All right. Open water swim or swim in the pool? Um, open water. Okay. Yep. All right. Ride inside with or without Zwift? Um, with, well, oh, geez. I'm going to say with, because I've really, I'm not much of a technology person, but the last couple of years riding with people has been super fun. So I'm going to go with Swift. Okay. All right. Favorite segment of travel on swim, bike, or run? Run for sure. Okay. All right. Your favorite race distance, sprint, Olympic, or long course? Long course. Specifically, half Ironman. Okay. Uh, first thing you do after a race. Um, first thing I do after I race, try to find my husband. Okay. No, 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 like meal, food. No, I'm usually I'm usually looking for him because he's also a triathlete and usually waiting for me. So he's the first person that that's the first thing I do. Yeah. Okay. Try to find him. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your dream race to participate in? Oh, Kona for sure. All right, if you can go on a run, ride, or train with any celebrity or athlete, dead or alive, who would it be? I'm going to go with George Hinnekepi. Okay. Okay. Um, I I grew I, I got addicted to the Tour de France with, you know, in the age of Lance Armstrong, and I just love George so much. So I'm going to go with... Uh, I've, run, I've done a few charity rides with him, obviously. I haven't been able to ride with him, but yeah, that would be really cool. Nice. All right, last one. Dream location anywhere in the world that you would like to go for a run or bike ride? I think Iceland. Is that bizarre? No, I, believe it or not, <laughs> someone else said that. No way. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I was never on my radar before, but I recently got a Peloton treadmill and I took a class and she was running in Iceland. And I was like, this, I mean, would just be so cool. So, yeah. yeah. The the other guests specified Iceland during the summer. Okay. They were, they were very specific. 
It's in Iceland, <laughs> but Iceland during the summer. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. So we want to kind of know your story. As I tell every guest, think of it as your origin story, as if you were a superhero. You know, you know, you're an athlete. Every person started out somewhere to get to where they are today. So what's your story? Oh, geez. Um, well, let's see. I grew up in Vermont, so the beautiful Green Mountain State. And I, I started running when I was in middle school. At the time, there was only like five people on my team because my kids, I have two kids in middle school right now, and they have like 105 people on their team. So cross-country <laughs> running has come a long way. <laughs> yes. Um, so I started running as a way to just, you know, do something. Um, and then that naturally went over to high school. But really what, what I think where I found my love of endurance, the endurance community was when I started Nordic skiing. So just by natural progression, everybody who ran cross country also did Nordic skiing in the, in the winter. And so I started doing it. And I don't know if it was just like my amazing coaches, um, shout out to Len and Nurmeg if you're listening, but, uh, or just the community, um, the fact that we felt like we were these, you know, outcasted misfits. I don't know. It was just an amazing, it was amazing family. So that's really where I was like, I want to, I know that I'm going to be part of the endurance community for the rest of my life. Um, so skied all through high school, total typical college student did like no exercising, really embraced college life. Um, and when I moved to Boston from Vermont, I was looking for people to hang out with and I, I found the Boston triathlon team. And that's really where, where I was introduced to triathlon at a later stage in life. Um, I started doing like sprints and Olympics. I really had no desire at all to do anything other than that. Um, because I was, you know, going to grad school, I was working full time trying to grow my career. Um, but the first year that I was in Boston, I was working in the John Hancock at the time. And it was on Patriots Day. And Patriots Day in Boston is a huge day here. It's it's like people don't go to work. The Boston Marathon is that day. The season opener for, Fen for uh, the Red Sox is that day. It's like a total vibe. And so I was working because I didn't know that people don't go to work that day. And um, <laughs> I was like, I want to go down and see what the Boston Marathon is all about. I want to be at the finish. That's where the finish is. It's right in front of the building. And I was like, people who do marathons are crazy. Why would anybody want to do a marathon? Um, and just by being part of that experience and, and seeing how amazing it was, I was just like, I've got to be part of this. I've got to be part of, like, specifically the Boston Marathon. Um, but, you know, if anybody knows about the Boston Marathon, in order to get in, you have to raise a ton of money for great causes. But it's like tens of thousands of dollars that you have to raise. And I was like, I don't know if I could do that. So I'm going to qualify for Boston because I was young and naive and didn't realize how hard it was to do. Um, and so I, I trained and I ran in the Burlington Marathon and I I somehow qualified for the Boston Marathon and I ran it the following year and I was like at the at the time of that at that time you were the, you had to be at the start of the race like four hours ahead of time you're just sitting there waiting for the race to start they do it differently now and people were talking about this the world majors like what is this world majors thing <laughs> and they're like yeah if you run the five world major marathons you get this really cool five-star finisher medal and only like 1% of the world has it. And I was like, but I want one of those. <laughs> because I mean, why not, right? I'm in my 20s. Um, and so I said, I said to myself, okay, by the time I turn 40, this gives me like 20 years, I'm going to have my five star. And it was so long ago that now they have six world majors. <laughs> They've added a world major. Um, and uh, so that's really like, I would say that's the beginning of my goal setting as an adult endurance athlete is that I... I wanted to get this five-star medal. Um, and then, of course, I, you know, I had, I went to grad school. Um, and I did two merit, two Ironman and started to grow my career and just kind of forgot about this goal. And I woke up and I was 35 and I'm like, oh my God, I have five years and I have three more marathons to run. <laughs> How am I going to do this? <laughs> 
Um, so anyway, uh, I, I ended up running London last marathon. I'll, I'll ask you, do you know the five world major or the six world major marathons? So we are back again after um, some slight technical difficulties. <laughs> Technology, you have to love it. Yep. <laughs> so when we left off, um, we were talking about the world majors. And, you know, um, I was answering um, New York, Chicago, Boston, um, Berlin, Tokyo, and London are the world majors. That's right. Good job. So London, so I, so I ended up running New York, Chicago, New York and Chicago, um, and Berlin. And then London was my last world major and I turned 40 and then 10 days later I ran the, I ran it. So I consider that a total win in terms of my bucket list. And I don't really care that I didn't get Tokyo because in my head I got the five star. (laughs) (laughs) But haven't they add a new one like South Africa? Oh, oh no! Don't, yeah, I I don't know. Yes, I uh, think they've added a new. One. Oh God, they're just making it harder and harder. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they're in the process of getting it approved to be added. Yeah, as a new one. That makes sense. I mean, you got to continue to push the envelope, I guess. But um, yeah. So after after London, I realized my husband and I were like, okay, you know, we can get back into this sport that we love so much. Our kids are older, you know, they, they get it. It's good for them to see us setting goals and accomplishing them and leading healthy, active lifestyles. So, um, we both signed up for an Ironman. We, he did, he signed up for Lake Placid and I signed up for Arizona and we were training and we were like, we need, we need help here, man. Like we're, we are busy people. We are two totally different athletes. Just we're not young anymore. Downloading the, you know, an intermediate plan off the internet is not going to cut it anymore. Right. <laughs> um, right. So we hired um, TriStar Coaching, who's been amazing, um, and it's really opened our eyes to how intricate training and is. Um, everybody's different. We have two, my husband and I have two totally different bodies and an actual history on our bodies. Um, heart rate training has changed our life. And, um, in 2021 was our first racing year because obviously 2020 didn't really happen, um, in terms of in-person racing. And we were both every race we did, we had a personal best in whatever race we were doing. So I think that just goes to show you age is just a number and you can get fit and faster if you do it smart. Yes. Yes. So that's brought me up to today. Yes. 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 Age is nothing but a number. It's a mindset. (laughs) If you think you're old, you're gonna feel old. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's let's cut. Well, I want to go back. Um, something that you mentioned earlier, even even before we had the technical difficulties. <laughs> you I know. And I, was, I was just bragging about how high tech I felt. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned Nordic skiing. Yeah, I, I've heard of it, but what is it exactly? So it's, well, so people um, call it cross-country skiing. Um, okay. it's, so Nordic skiing is just another term for it. And it's, there's two different disciplines. There's the classic, which is what most people know, where you're kind of putting your, your skis, one, you're sort of shuffling one in front of the other. Um, and then there's skate ski, which is, looks like you're skating, um, but you're on skis. So two different disciplines, um, both equally hard in their own right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. What's that? I say you learned something new. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to to do as a cross training tool in the winter. Um, and you don't need to be, you don't need to, to be, you know, fast at it. It's just to get out in the woods and um, enjoy nature. And there's obviously a competitive portion to it if you want it to be, but um, it's, it's just an awesome, awesome workout. Well, obviously, it wouldn't be an awesome workout for, you know, people like me down here in Georgia. <laughs> you know, yeah, but I can see if you're in the location where you can do that. Right. <laughs> right. New England, Vermont is a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to training. So um, how you, you've kind of mentioned that you have a coach. Um, I've used a coach for training, but what does a, a day or a week of training for you look like? Um, 
Yeah, no, it's a great question. I mean, I think it, it's definitely um, it depends on where I am in the season. Um, so my base, I guess my base hours would be like eight to 10 in the off season of things like just low impact, um, you know, endurance, quality miles on the bike, running and swimming. Um, and then it can get up to, you know, 20 plus hours when, if I'm training for an Ironman, um, cause you're spending, you know, six hours on the bike or three hours running. So there's a wide range. Um, right now it's just real, real light off season stuff. Um, so. Yeah. So how do you manage it when you say 20 hours and, you know, you know, I, you know, as a person who trains, I understand, you know, how you can fit that time in. But for a lot of other people, when they hear, oh, 20 hours a week of training, oh, I don't think I can manage that. You know? So how do you fit that in there? Yeah, I mean, I, I never was able to really in a way that was that made sense until I hired a coach. Um, my coach is really good at sort of time management, too. Um, and so, you know, you wake up in the morning, you're doing your swim session for an hour um, you, I, I think working from home has been really helpful too, because I can take, I can do, you know, I can do that swim workout and I don't have to rush back to get ready for work and then drive into the city. Yeah. I live, I live like an hour and a half outside of the city. So that's been really helpful. Um, and so you're doing, you know, your morning workout, you maybe lift or do some kind of strength training in the afternoon and you do a second workout at night. So you're working out like three hours a day, but it's, it's sort of broken up in a way that's manageable and they're not all very long. And so you can take away, you know, it's a good excuse to step, step away from your computer for a little bit, just to kind of get yourself um, into your workout routine. So are you saying that you are doing proper time management? I'm, I, I'm putting my chin as I, as I say that. <laughs> yes. Proper time <laughs> management. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I joke, you know, and I say that jokingly because, you know, people ask, you know, well, you know, you, you're training all the time, you're working out all the time. And is that, you know, I look at things, you know, during my day that are where I was wasting time, which is had time that I wasn't doing anything, you know, productive. And yeah. if I can fit in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes just to do something that is, you know, from for that is beneficial to my health then you know it's not wasted time anymore right exactly like you were just saying when we first started chatting you're like you know i can't get i can i can get three miles in that's what i'm gonna do and that's what you did right yeah and i think it helps too to have a coach um and my husband um as people who i have to report to you know yeah. i mean Jealousy is runs big in this house. And if I see my <laughs> husband working out, I'm like, I got to work out. <laughs> competitiveness. Yeah, that's it. It's not jealousy. It's competitiveness. Right. <laughs> what do you want to use Greg? When, he, when he's listening to this, you don't want to like, wait, you're jealous of me? <laughs> no, it's, yeah. Um, so that, that's been super helpful to, you know, look at Training Peaks, which is the program that my coach uses um, to upload my workouts and seeing, you know, anything red is like, I, I hate that. So I try to avoid the red, uh, the red circle as much as I can. <laughs> so. All right. So I, I know, even though as, you know, we've two years passed, even though it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, yeah. but 2020, everything just went, you know, blew up, you yeah. know, you know, the world shut down and, you know, we went into a pandemic, you know, how did that affect you as, you know, an athlete? Yeah, it really, really bummed me out. Um, I had just started working with my coach. Um, I, I had huge goals and, you know, and I couldn't do any of them. Um, he, I, I think I struggled with not having in-person racing. I felt like, oh my God, if I can't do an in-person race, how am I going to, how am I going to evaluate how I'm doing? How right. am I going to be able to say I'm, I'm, you know, excelling. And so I had to change the way that I thought about the sport. And it really helped me realize that 
what I love about triathlon is not necessarily the finisher's medal, though it's awesome to get. It's the training, it's the lifestyle, it's the community. And I think I lost that a little bit along the way. And it really brought me back to my roots. What I loved about Nordic skiing and that team feel of how amazing this community is. And I think that's what I learned and walked away from, from 2020. Okay. So, you know, you have a lot going on. We're, we're getting back um, to, and, I, and I, I'm doing quotation marks, <laughs> a sense of normal, you know, even though, you know, we, something changes every day and almost every week. So how do you find the balance and how do you stay inspired to keep doing what you do? Um, people like you, uh, you oh, know. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, another thing that I took from 2020 was, was, I think, connecting with people on social media, um, and really finding how amazing, how many people out there are doing really cool things, um, and getting inspiration from that and realizing that, you know, there are, there are so many people that love to do this stuff and we are all just, you know, incredible athletes um, on all different levels. And that's what continues to inspire me. I'm a little sidelined right now with an injury that um, I just was kind of ignoring. I think as endurance athletes, we, we are often in the pain box and I pushed it a little too hard. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it happens. And so I think right now I'm really finding strength through, you know, through folks like you who get up and you just get that three mile run done. And, you know, you, you have your busy day and you, you just, you know, find time to have that moment with yourself. And for me, it's not necessarily running right now. It's going to go into cryotherapy, which you introduced me to Eric. Yes. Changed my life. Um, <laughs> truly has been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a session last night. Oh, it was so nice. <laughs> it is a it's so wonderful. Um, for those that don't know, cryotherapy is a is a wonderful. Actually, you could probably speak to it oh, better yeah. than me. <laughs> oh yes, cryotherapy is. Think of it as a much. Well, this is my opinion. It is a much better experience than a, a straight ice bath. As far as just. Reju uh, rejuvenating your body, you know, and recovering from hard workouts. You know, you're pretty much in a chamber or as we call it, the box. Yeah. You know, three minutes and freezing temperatures. Although I have to say your where you go, you have your head out of the box. Mine yes. is in the box. <laughs> How do you like that? I, I'm not a, I did one like that and I wasn't a fan of why? Why? It's just that it's just—I don't want to say I'm claustrophobic, but it's—it's it's like it was just like okay, I'm locked in and like okay, it seemed like it took longer. Yeah. Than you know without you know, it it just you know I don't know maybe I am a, a closet you know scared of tight spaces, but it was just <laughs> one of those things that like yeah I don't like that. Yeah. I, I kind of like my head exposed, being out to breathe, you know, you know, and not necessarily just closed in. No, I totally get that. I have, I don't know anything other than that. So I don't know what it's like to have your head out of the box, but it can be, it can be a little scary when they close it yeah. for sure. Um, I've been doing red light therapy too. Have you heard about this? No, is it, is, is it infrared? Is, is, is that yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a similar thing. Um, my issue right now is inflammation. So I have a bulging disc right now, mm. which is not super fun. Okay. And the cryotherapy and the red light combined help with keeping that inflammation down. So I've been doing it like every week and it has just been tremendous. Good. Good. good so good. thank you for that, Eric. Well, you're welcome <laughs> for that. Well, I, and well, so we're talking about recovery. How else do you recover? Um, so the other thing that I love is my, my, uh, recovery boots. Um, I use speed hound, but there's okay. a ton of different types of boots out there. Yes. Um, uh, and it has been a game changer for just, you know, you go out for that 
two and a half hour long run in particular, and your legs are just toast after, and you just pop those boots on, you were, you know, for a half an hour while you're having your recovery drink. And the next day, it's like you only ran for five miles. Yes. yes. <clears throat> I, yeah, I have the air relaxed boots. And, you know, at first, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's a lot of money for those. You can, like I said, the speed hounds are fairly affordable. The air relaxed <laughs> fairly affordable. Um, and it's a worthwhile investment, in my opinion, that if you are an, a serious athlete, you know, you're regularly, you know, running, you're regularly doing um, endurance sports. To me, it is a worthwhile investment. It pays for itself. Wholeheartedly agree with that. And the other thing that's super cool is just going back to the difference in between me and my husband is, you know, these boots fit both of us. So it's like amazing because he just adds the extension on and we can both use it. Mm -hmm. So just to your point on the investment, I mean, we're two athletes using one set of boots. It's like, you know, it was just, and as you get older, your recovery just doesn't happen as like fast as you want it to. <laughs> so yes, 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 yes. <laughs> all of the, all of the gimmicks help. Yep. Yep. And that's why I, I, I tell people when they ask that, you know, my rest day, I, I say I am completely lazy on my rest day. I do not do anything. I mean, I just sit around and watch Netflix. <laughs> that is letting my body suffer. <laughs> What's your go-to Netflix right now? Honestly, there's nothing there. I'm Being, you know, with the pandemic and everything and being home more, we've watched everything that we wanted to watch and it's like there's really nothing on netflix but what's surprising to me is that what i've gotten into is the shows that are on apple tv yes they're actually pretty good shows ted lasso is hilarious oh yes ted lasso love it love it <laughs> my wife at first she was like oh this is gonna be a silly show and now she she's addicted to it yeah she was like, when's the new season starts? I'm like, yeah, that's going to be late into the year. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the shows, they are very quality shows. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Morning show is pretty good, too. Yes, we just finished morning show. We yeah. just finished that. Yeah. yeah, they nailed the coronavirus, I thought. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't like the end of it. That last episode, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I kind of like, eh. yeah, definitely left you kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but there's next season, so yeah, and that just that. I watch those when I'm on my trainer in my treadmill in my basement, happy <laughs> as a clam. <laughs> yes. So again, your reason for being the treadmill runner. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's kind of get into a little specific things now. You know, the kind of the things some people like to hear about. So, what's your go-to running shoe? I'm really big into Hoka. Um, what, what was that again? Uh, Hoka. Oh, really? Yep. Um, I was. I'm using the Bondi right now because I help. It kind of helps with the pounding. Um, I was having shin splints issue again. Going back to just, I decided one day this summer it would be funny to. It would be great to run bare feet, barefoot on the beach. And I ran barefoot for an hour and my shins were hating me for like two weeks. <laughs> I was convinced I had a stretch fracture, but the Bondi saved me because it just kind of helped. This is an extra padding. And so I, I really like the Hoka's a lot. I've been using those for, uh, since Berlin. So I don't even know, five years. Okay. Yeah. And, but, and, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, most people know I'm an ambassador for Hoka. So I, know. I, I, I always like hearing when people say Hoka. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know. What do you use? I also use the Clifton's, which I like. So when I initially started running, this is going back to 2013, I tried every shoe possible. You know, I had Nike. I had A6. You know, I think on it just really kind of, they were just starting to kind of come out. And I just had just terrible, like you were saying, shin splints. And I remember the salesperson said, well, try these, the Bondi. And I've been in love with them ever since. And so until they came out with the 
Carbon X. Yeah. Bondi was my go-to shoe for every race. If you look back at the old picture, race pictures and stuff, every the only shoe you pretty much saw me in was the Bondi. Even but, in a race, really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, and then, but once the Carbon X came out, I started falling in love with the Carbon X. And then, like, uh, last year, I pretty much did uh, race everything in the Rocket X. Wow. So, okay. for, so the Rocket X is my shoe for races. And what do you, you do you still train in the Bondi? I, I'm training the Bondi, Bondi now. Um, and I have the Bondi X, which is the one with the carbon plate. Um, but the main reason I'm training for it is that I have an upcoming half marathon. Okay. So I, I, I haven't ran a half marathon since February of 2019. And I was going to try to run it in the Carbon X. Um, but I noticed that once I started kind of getting higher in mileage, I could feel it in my in my foot more. I was like, yeah, I need to put the uh, bondies on. And so once I switched back to the bondies for the higher mileage and stuff, it's been just fine. Perfect. And last week on the episode of Don't Give Us Just Sweat, we were talking about our go-to running shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is an episode to remember. <laughs> <laughs> glad, I could, glad I could entertain you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not sure what the last thing you heard, but I think that I was talking about... Um, running in the bondi yes yes yeah so um i'm getting ready for a half marathon um and i haven't ran a half marathon since february of 2019 so you know that's always been the shoe that's you know i've been most comfortable in for long distance so you know that's why i'm pretty much gonna run in it you know just to kind of see you know can i still do i still have it to run it you know run a half since it's been a while that's exciting i love a good half marathon it's awesome so it's gonna be interesting it's just gonna be interesting you know for some reason i can't break two hours i mean i mean literally every, the last few halves i've done have been two hour finishes every oh. just a few seconds i think it's like two hours and 17 seconds oh. and i cannot break two hours for some strange reason. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, it's that mental, what is that mental game that we talk, we start, I've just recently been starting to get into. It's just that, you, that barrier, something's blocking you. You gotta, yeah. yeah. So, so fingers crossed, you know, hopefully we'll see what happens next month. Well, good luck. I'll be cheering for you and envious and jealous of you running. <laughs> I just recently started getting into t- like ha- having different, this is going to sound crazy because I've been running for a hundred years, but having different running shoes for different types of running. So yes, like I never even thought about, I always went to my Clifton's. I was like, Clifton's are it. And um, I was a big fan of Nike for a while. I mean, I've tried every shoe, but um, I changed up. So like if I was doing a track workout, same shoe race, same shoe, long distance. And it wasn't until I started with my coach that he's like, why don't you try, using a different shoe for this type of run. And yeah. it's been a ama- it's been a game changer. Yes, yes. You know, again, you know, for duathlons and, you know, 5Ks, I generally were running in the um, uh, Rocket X. You know, that's my go-to shoe for that. You know, long distance, like half marathons, generally going to be the Bondi. You know, um, I've used the Carbon X mainly, you know, for either 5Ks or um, 10Ks. So it does make a difference. I'm jealous. My speaking, of, we were just talking about jealousy. Uh, my husband, he was my um, Sherpa at Worlds this year, and he—I don't know what I was doing. I think I was like trying to just chill out, but he snuck away into the um, the tent to go put an order in for the carbon shoes and they showed up at our house one day, and I was like, "When did you get these?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Uh." <laughs> And he loves them. He loves them. All right. So another quick question. Let's, you know, kind of we're going back into um, the triathlon part. But we've talked about your go-to running shoe. But what type of bike do you have? Um, I I'm a, I have Cervelo. I've had a Cervelo for every bike 
Um, I have a road bike Cervelo. I have a tri bike Cervelo. Um, all three of my tri bikes have been Cervelo. And that's all I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know anything other than that. My bike tech lives with me and that's all I hear. Uh, see, see you're, you're so lucky you have your bike tech with you. I know. He's the best. <laughs> all right. So, um, this is kind of a two-part question here. Your proudest moment as an athlete. And then the second part is your worst moment or biggest mistake as an athlete. Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. Um, I think my proudest moment was also my most humbling moment um and it was for a race I didn't even do um so I I talked a little bit about my injury and it was after worlds and I was trying to train through it and I was trying to train for the Ironman Florida which was in November and I had big goals wanted to do really well and so I was ignoring signs and all the way up into the race day, I was like, I'm going to get through this. I know that I can get through this. And on the morning of the race at 625 in the morning, I was putting on my wetsuit and I couldn't stand up because my body was just telling me, you can't do this race. It didn't matter how, how much my brain was telling me I could, my body was just telling me not to. And so I looked over at my husband who was also racing and I said, I'm out. I cannot do this race. And I have never pulled out of a race ever in my career. Um, And I cried for like 25 minutes. And then I really stepped back and I said, this is, this is a learning experience. And also I was really proud of myself for being like, I got to listen to my body. So probably a surprising answer, but (laughs) I would say I would go with that one for being my most thing I'm most proud of right now. And, um, my most, what was the other question? My most, my worst experience? Yeah, worst experience or biggest mistake? Uh, biggest mistake. Let's see. Oh, biggest mistake was uh, poor nutrition. Really poor nutrition. Um, I, I never really, another thing I learned from my coach was that I wasn't eating enough. Uh, as endurance athletes, we have to eat a ton of calories or a ton of, you know, you got to just put it in the, you got to eat. Yes. And I was just not doing that. And so um, at a race, I bonked. I mean, I would bonk every race. Every race I did, I would bonk. And I thought that's the way you were supposed to do a race. I thought that was the way you felt after a half Ironman or an Ironman or a marathon. You just felt awful. And so it wasn't until I started really working on my nutrition um, that I would, that I like realized that that was probably the biggest mistake I was making um, was just the nutrition part of it. So it was not a specific thing, but just a general. Um, once I changed that up, it was a game changer. Yeah. Well, let's let's kind of step back and talk about nutrition. What what did you change? You know, what were you doing before that wasn't working, and what did you change that improved? So I was only putting in um, like a hundred calories into my my water bottles for an Ironman. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. I know. And I, I, I guess I just didn't really. And again, that just goes back to kind of not enough education and just pulling right. a general training plans off the internet. I just didn't, I just didn't think about it. You know, I thought I was just drinking water and I had electrolytes and it's fine. I'd drink a, you know, I'd have like a gel. Um, and I, yeah, that was bad. I ended up, it wasn't until this year that I ended up putting, I think I put 290 calories into each water bottle and you almost feel full, you know, because yeah. it's just so much. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I was doing. It was, is I don't recommend it, but again, it goes back to, this is a, a wonderful sport because you can grow as you know, it, you can continually grow and learn. It's not just like, you know, set it and forget it. Right. Right. So do you use it, you know, kind of talking about on the, um, the nutrition part, do you use any type of gels or anything, you know, again, I, I, and I am as a long race. So you <laughs> have to kind of 
keep going, you know, have something that will help you keep going. So what else do you use for nutrition? And um, phrase? Yeah, so I use noon really for my um, for my electrolytes. And uh, I just love noon. I used to use Gatorade, at, like Gatorade, and it just racked, wrecked my stomach. I mean, it just did yep. not work yep. well for me doesn't do that which is great and then for those for the uh the gels i use a mix of um, honey stinger i love the waffles love yeah, the waffles yeah. yes um uh, and the the bars the cracker bars i love those yes. um and then i just recently started getting into power bar um gels the hydro gels mm-hmm. those things are awesome because they have water already in them and and so they just kind of like go down really easy. They're not super sticky. Right. Um, so those are kind of what I just started recently doing. I, I shout out to Sam Long for that because I didn't really even know anything about that until I, he started talking about it and, and they're, they're awesome. Yes. I, I've never been able to get into jails, um, but I do energy shoes. Oh yeah. You like that? Yes. It, 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 I guess, you know, again, Growing up as a kid, I've always been a fan of Starburst. <laughs> I, I, you know, do not give me Starburst. I will sit there and eat the whole bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Because I, I, I am one of the few people that remember there was a green Starburst. Oh, yes. Yes. People do not realize that. I said, Starburst used to come in a white pack and they used to have lime. <laughs> so I, I am telling my age now. <laughs> That's all right. I remember those. Yes. I I I get the I get why you like it too because I think it just changes it up, right? Like yes. it's, just, it's just something to concentrate on. Yes, the honey stinger energy chew. Yeah, that you know popping those in. Yeah, works just as good for me. Yeah. yeah, I know everybody's different. I mean, um, you just you got to find what works. It takes a lot of practice. Yeah, because I remember years ago when I first started running. Um, it was at the uh, Peachtree Road Race, and you know, and I was like getting a little je- the energy jelly beans. Yeah, remember a runner, and I guess it was an elite runner, um, an African runner, and he was like, "No, no, no," he said, "Just gummy bears." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Gummy bears." He said, "What you get the little Harpo gummy bear?" He said, "This is all I use," <laughs> and I never thought I was like, you know, you would think like, hmm, elite runners are probably using the best you know, scientifically proven things, you know, for energy and stuff. And he's like, gummy bears. <laughs> the, the Harpo gummy bears. That you oh, that see. is so funny. I mean, it's just like the Harpo gummy bears that you see when you're checking out at the store. You know, it's like right there with the gum and stuff. I'm like, really? Yeah, whatever gets you through. And I was like, who would have knew? <laughs> All right. So, um, what would you tell someone who is, you know, I want to say this very correctly, who is, you know, older and, you know, may not have been an athlete coming up who, you know, they're just, you know, they're dealing with, you know, life and, you know, you're trying to, um, convince them to get into running, to get into endurance sports. And their response is, oh, it's too late for me to start that. So what advice would you give that person? It's a great question because it's true. People always think that, right? Yes. Um, I, I, you know, running in particular, because it's the one that I love the most, I will say is one of the few sports, and you can disagree with me if you want, Eric, but sports where if you are just consistent with it you will get better yes i agree with you on that yes yes. okay yeah one foot at a time you don't have to be running marathons you don't have to be um you know the fastest person on the block you just have to be be one step in front of the other for yourself and you will get better and i think that that is the coolest thing about running because yeah, yeah. I can't pick up soccer right now. I've never played soccer before <laughs> in my life. Like, I will never be good at soccer. Um, you know, I'm 5'11". People think I should play basketball. I'm like, hand-eye coordination on those sports, are it's just not for me. <laughs> but running, I can do. 
and I don't need anything but my two feet. And so I would say to anybody that's just saying, I can't, I can't be a runner. I can't get into that. I would say, just try. Right. I, I mean, I totally agree with you on that. Cause that's generally the advice I tell people is that, you know, running doesn't necessarily involve running in a race. Right. I say, I know plenty of people that run every day that have never ran a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon or a marathon, but they get up and run. And, you know, you know, just because they do it, they're not, they're not trying to be super fast. You know, a lot of them don't even, you know, have some type of sports watch that they wear. They just get up, you know, I'm going for a run and that's it. Yeah. It's not just people that are older. It's, it's younger. It's too. I, I'm on the board of directors for an organization called Girls on the Run. And the purpose of it is to teach girls, specifically girls who are ages in third grade through eighth grade, um, that you can lead a healthy, active lifestyle. And it doesn't mean, just to your point, you just have to get, we, when we run, we run around um, the bases on a, on a baseball team, you know, on a baseball field. Um, our, act, our active meetings are you know creating fun relays with each other and it's not about you know running a a marathon it's just getting up and being active and that's the important thing to to tell people that you know movement is medicine and it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're moving yes perfect i could just (laughs) myself it's all about being active and moving yeah that's right all right, so you have a time machine. What would you? What would the athlete that you are now go back in time to tell the younger athlete in you? You know what to watch out for, what to do better, or what not to do. Oh God, <laughs> so many things. Um, I would say, I would say hydrate. Okay. I feel like when I was in high school in particular, I mean, the idea of drinking, I, I didn't even drink water, like leading up to the race. I just kind of showed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I try to tell my kids every day, they give me a hard time about it. I'm like, hydration is the key to keeping out sicknesses in your body. Bring a water yes. bottle to your, to, you know, in your bag every day and drink, drink, drink. It's like so important. It's crazy. So I would say, I would say that. And then I would also say to find somebody who is an advocate for you, like a coach or a significant, like a partner, somebody that you can really, cause I didn't have that, you know, for a really long time. And it was really hard to motivate. I mean, you could be the most motivated person in the world, but if you don't have somebody that's your cheerleader, yes, it's really, really hard to continue that. And I, and I would just say, you know, I would just encourage people to kind of try to find that, that one person. Yes. Yes, definitely. My two things, I guess, to find my younger self. I wish, although I have to say, I like, I like being this age. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I wouldn't go back. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. All right. So what is a non-running or non-athletic fact about you that most people don't know? Um, I, I play the clarinet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I find out such interesting things when I ask that question to people. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess not a lot of people know that. I, I was very big into music when I was in high school and, um, yeah, I played the clarinet. It's, it's just a great outlet and it kind of feeds that other side of my brain, you know? Okay. Yeah. See? Fun facts. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> What's a fun fact about you? Fun fact about me, a lot of people do not, I have so many fun facts. That, <laughs> uh, one thing a lot of people do not know is that originally I was an art student. Okay. Went to school on an art scholarship and everything, and then life happened. <laughs> and like, yeah, I need to get a job uh, and stuff. <laughs> I know. Isn't it went funny? in a totally different direction. Isn't it funny how that happens? I went to school for um, landscape architecture. I wanted to make sustainable oh. golf courses. And now I manage money. I- <laughs> but the interesting thing is, my daughter is super talented in art. 
and she kept trying to hide it from us until like one day she was you know with technology now you know you can draw and do everything on an ipad yeah and she was drawing i was like wait a minute you draw and i mean it was a beautiful piece of work and i was and she was like yeah and i'm like you never showed us this oh. like okay <laughs> i love that i was like okay and I, and i'm sitting here like i'm calling my wife like look look what she did look what she did <laughs> Hey, oh, it's genetic. This, this, this is she's a high she was a senior in high school at this time. That's like look, look, look. You know, you would think that we were like a little child who learned how to walk for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you can live vicariously through her. Yes, definitely. Yes. All right. So what's next for you? You got any any um thing you're training for, getting ready for? Sadly, no. Um, I am just trying to heal properly um, Mm -hmm. and continue with, you know, just the process of healing. And I'm hopeful that I can get something on the calendar for uh, the fall. So my my goal, goal, my race that I want to do is 70.3 Atlantic City. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say if I can race, um, that's going to be what it's going to be. And um, but I just want to, I just want to be able to get healthy again. Okay. Okay. Again, that's my it's, goal. It, it, again, it's knowing your body. Yeah. That's, that's what's important. Knowing your body. That's right. I have to tell you, it's been, it's been mentally challenging this injury. Um, a lot of injuries that we get as athletes are definitive, right? You have a stress right. fracture, you have stress, you know, you have shin splints with a nerve injury. It's, for those of you that are listening um, that have had this, it's tough. It's because it's like, you never know when it's going to end and you have to be really diligent about taking care of yourself. Um, So it's been very mentally challenging. Um, But again, I've got an awesome coach and a really great support person and my PT is amazing. So that all helps. And I've got cryotherapy. So Yes, cryotherapy. Yep. All right. So any last words you want to share with the listener? Uh, no, I would just say thank you, Eric, for reaching out to me. And I'm really looking forward to being on Team Barlow with you this year and encouraging yep. you and cheering you on. And um, I hope that everybody listening finds something out of my relatively boring story. It's <laughs> but... not boring. It's not boring. <laughs> Very interesting story. Yeah. yeah. This, with everything that's happened as we've recorded this, this is going to probably be one of the best episodes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but again, Colleen, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Eric. It's been a true pleasure. All right. And if anybody wants to get in contact with you or um, follow you, how can they do so? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram um, at Three Discipline Life, and you can follow me along there and and share share the journey. Great, great. All right, good, Colleen. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. All right, have a great day. Okay, you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the No Gimmicks, Just Sweat podcast. We really appreciate everyone who tunes in each week. If you enjoyed today's show, please support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to tell your friends about the No Gimmicks, Just Sweat podcast so we can continue to have awesome conversations with everyday athletes just like you. Until next time, have an amazing week.